Game begin. Hello and welcome to Dadgum Nerds, your podcast for family first fanboy fun. I am your host, Andrew. I'm Zach. And I'm Brett. And this is episode 52 of Dadgum Nerds. We've got another round table of topics coming at you in just a second. But before we start, anything happened to you guys in dad life this week? Uh, I almost died today. Oh, whoa. Hey, man. Yeah, just casually right, you gotta, drop that in. Tell so, us. Tell, give us the deets. Come on. I've made a critical error and the time to strike is now. <laughs> so it was dinner time. Of all the and, and we have really been trying to get Rowan to not be picky. And okay. it's been a battle. I mean, this kid can hunger strike with the best of them. This kid, <laughs> when he doesn't want to eat something, he will not eat it. So it was a huge victory tonight that he ate lasagna. And I know that that's uh, a weird thing because lasagna is amazing. Yeah. But, but it's, it, it's gluten it's, and bread. It's and been a battle. So what we said, what we said is like, hey, Rowan, if you eat all of your lasagna, you can have some strawberries. Okay. All right. Ah. So, so that was a little carrot at the end with strawberries. And so like you've had this conversation. All right. If you eat two more bites of lasagna, uh-huh. you can have strawberries. Well, he, he had already eaten like 75% and he strawberries wasn't enough to goad him. So we're, we're like, you know what? We're going to call it a victory. We're not going to push any further. So there was a bunch of extra lasagna left on his plate. Well, Meredith made the comment because we'd actually been pulling the lasagna off of her plate to feed him because we've okay. noticed if he sees that mommy and dad are eating it. Oh, now it's, I want to be a part of it. Yeah. We did that with so, Theodore recently. Same too. thing here. Yeah. Since there was more lasagna, she went, Oh, can I have the lasagna back? Cause I'm hungry. And <laughs> I don't know what possessed me, but I said, well, Meredith, if you eat two more bites of your strawberries, <laughs> you can have some lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately went, and I am so sorry I just said those words. Please do not kill me. Because when I looked up, if eyes could kill, it was Superman laser beams, Thanos snapping eyes looking into mine because I saw a mom breastfeeding a baby, balancing a plate in the other hand and having just had a food war with a toddler. And I had decided to pull out a dad joke that you're that's the hill you're dying on. Okay. I almost died, <laughs> but at least I immediately repented. It was like, I'm so sorry. I just said those words and please do not kill me. <laughs> and I looked up and she very mercifully said, it was kind of funny. 30 <laughs> year old Georgia man found in a ditch in <laughs> South Atlanta. 30 <laughs> year old man found in Georgia with a lasagna noodle. Through his head? <laughs> I didn't know. The coroner said he didn't know lasagna could fit in those places. <laughs> didn't know that was even possible. But here's the thing. I thought that joke worked on so many layers. Oh, oh first pun of the night. No. Jot down. Nope. <laughs> All right, guys, let's start this discussion. So for those of you who are not familiar with the roundtable format that we do here, uh, well, it's, it's kind a of table, but it's instead of square, it's it's round. That is one interpretation of it. The other is that it is kind of like a potluck at that family reunion that you went to like five years ago. And like each of the dads will bring a handful of topics uh, that they're either interested in, they're passionate about, uh, or just like plain needs to be discussed. Like it's 
have one of to our, talk about it. One of our topics tonight. The last I'm, one. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. We will get to it eventually. Uh, but so basically we're just going to go around the table and just do mini topics. So we'll Does that start make with us the, the nerdy nights, the, the night nerds of the round table. Well, considering that we do this in the evening, this is the night of the round table. Thank <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Why? Why do I do this with you? Why do I subject myself to this every week? Man, it's, we just lance you a lot. All right, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Zach, <laughs> what is the first topic that you would like to bring to the round table? So uh, speaking of a collaboration, I saw this video that I was not expecting to laugh so incredibly hard. And I will preface this by saying I do not recommend to families the source material, uh-huh. but it is the it is the Korg and Deadpool reaction yes! video to Free Guy. It's so full. Oh, yeah, Free Guy. Yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. First so off, oh, did I not say free guy? No, you, did, free you, guy, did, right? you got it. Oh, right. Okay, you got it. Right. Is free? Oh my word! I was I was <laughs> gut busting laughing when he said the line of like, "Oh, so he's a rabbit, huh? Huh? This must be the live action Thumper movie that no one was waiting for." <laughs> <laughs> he he said something. Oh along, my uh, Deadpool's into something along the lines of like, uh, "Wow, this looks like a." Uh, fire sale over at Fox type of a property. (laughs) (laughs) And then Korg is there being the amazingness that is Korg. And, and, you know, he's just making these like kind of, you know, the lights are on, but no one's home kind of comments. Uh, For those of you who who, like kind of know Korg, Korg is, Korg is the rock guy from Thor Ragnarok. The, Hey guys, want to start a a revolution? And he is hardcore the best. Yes. Um, Cause he's a rock. Um, so Got that. <laughs> another great line is like Korg makes this again, like what, you know, one light bulb short of a full set comment and, and Deadpool goes, you have your own Disney plus show. Don't you oh, bleep? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is a combination I would never have thought of, but it does make sense because, um, what is it? Takeda Watiti. Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. Mm-hmm. He's so does he direct free guy or is he just involved in free guy? No, I, they are. Um, they are both in free guy. I believe Taika Waititi is playing the developer who is in charge of that game, like the executive who is in charge of that world. Well, like he's he's meant to be the villain. It looks like at least think, from the trailers. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it makes sense to have Ryan Reynolds. And then since he voices Korg, it makes sense. But man, what a combo. Comedic gold. I just want to know where they like Wait. sitting around on set one day and like, all right, guys, I got an idea. Because this just reeks of something Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds voices Korg? No, 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 no. He voices Deadpool. Uh, yeah, okay. Golly. Watiti. He, he voices Korg. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Now, does this... I, I know it's a weird relationship, but like Deadpool is now officially Marvel, right? Yes. Like he's MCU. He is. No, no, no. He is owned by Disney. They ha- Disney and Marvel have not made any announcements as to X-Men and Deadpool. Um, right. Because none of the X-Men, to my understanding, have come through the the MCU. Correct. They're still Marvel, but the, M- the actual film MCU, they're not a part of, which is why we thought in WandaVision, 
when Quicksilver right, yeah. showed up from We're the like, X-Men series. We, we called thought, it. This is it. This is the crossover. It's going to yeah. start. And then all they did was make a coarse joke out of the guy. I thought that was such a waste. Yeah. I digress. Man. Keep going. Biggest red herring brought to you by Marvel. Uh, well, anyway, g- do yourself a favor. They bleep out all of the expletives. So, you know, while I don't recommend, and, again, any of the source material, this is safe to watch around the family because they bleep everything out. It, it is Deadpool, though. So just go into that knowing yeah. that it's Deadpool. Take it or leave it. So, yeah. Anyway, I saw that today and I was delightfully surprised. And you know what? Based off of that, I'm kind of like, all right, this little this free guy movie looks halfway interesting now. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so, I mean, Ryan will it come? Will this fire sale come to Disney Plus at some point in time? All right, Brett, how about you? What is the first topic you want to bring to the roundtable? So I've been seeing some news about how old games are selling for just crazy amounts of money. What was it? The Super Mario 64? Yep. Like pristine version sold for like a million point five dollars. It, it's yes. ridiculous. Yeah. Who is buying these? That, that's what I want I to know. know. Like I, I I'm a gamer. I'm a big gamer. But if that's anything more than like a hundred bucks, yeah, forget <laughs> it. Yeah, like, but these but, people have got to be single. Like, who's I, got that kind of money to blow on a cartridge? No, you not blow just the single. cartridges, yeah, not the, blow money on the cartridges. I knew you're you doing were going it wrong. There. The instant you <laughs> said that, I knew you were going there. So, so my my guess is that it has someone who they they probably have a lot of money either from their parents. Uh, or they, they made a ton of money in the tech world and they were so much, so in tune with video games that they were like, you know what? I want that game. I played hours and hours on that game. I but want the can, pristine copy. You can't play, play it for like 60 bucks, you know, f- with the, the Mario collection on this. Anyway, it's not whatever. about playing it. It's about having that, that particular un- piece of property. It's that unopened, yeah. uh, you know, first edition pristine copy that I don't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I mean, so, Andrew, we live in a world of unfungible tokens now. All right. Oh people, people non, are buying fungible tokens. non fungible. OK, ah. so the. So, well, anyways, that wasn't really my point, but it got me thinking is that if I were to go play all these new games that are coming out, but then compare it to all the old games that I used to play, I would still go back and play the old games. Like I would totally go back and just do a, uh, a retro game day. For, all right. What would be on your list? What would be on your list for a retro game? Probably day? the original Super Smash Brothers. Oh, from, yes. From the Nintendo 64. That that one I would probably play. Classic. Um, I I would actually that there's a PC game called Rome Total War. I would oh, yeah. totally play that. I know they recently remade it like into new graphics. I think but it's I don't, coming out at this point, but yeah. But I don't think the graphics look that much better. No offense. Wasn't that um, the first free roaming game? Ha 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 ha. And no, it was not um, <laughs> at, at any rate. So I'd play that. Um, Mario Party is a, a blast of a game. Yes. Andrew, I know you love that. Speak into Mario Party. Mario well, Party 2. Mario maybe, Party 2. Mario Party 2 specifically. 3 was fantastic as well. I had to put it right up there with it. Yeah, but it was Mario, strong. Mario Party 2 was... Ro- wait, wait, hold, wait. Hold all the phones. You liked 3? I loved 3. The mini games in 3 were awesome. Yeah, the mini games oh, were nice. Really? Yeah. You're the first person I've heard that really liked three because I, 
the general consensus with people, at least in circles I played it with, it was like, what the crap is three? Two introducing Wy- it, Well, yeah, it was like, why Luigi? What? And maybe it's because it was like toward the, the last legs of the N64's life right before GameCube. But, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not sure. Two is my favorite. Which okay. I, okay. I'm ridiculously excited for the Mario Party Superstars thing that they are playing. But considering <sighs> that I'm dad and have no free time to play with anybody else, it chances are I'm probably not actually going to get it. It's going to be so the most s- it'd be the most boring Discord channel. Anyone available to play tonight? No, yeah. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's like, I paid it's 60 you bucks. have to schedule it like three weeks in advance and be like, guys, we're committing to this anyway. Um, Oh, another but, game I would play. Mm-hmm. I'd. I'd if you want to go on a single player adventure, the original Halo. Oh my gosh, yeah. The original oh. Halo. Now, I have to admit that a lot of games pass that. The second, third one, those were all so nice, but I don't think anything beats the original in, in, in the sense of the, the, I don't know, the world building that they had back then. You get the flood that comes in right there at the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, and I know the graphics aren't that good, but if you get it remastered, holy cow. That's, well, that's re, re, remaster chiefed. Yeah. Bro, oh, yes. Well, they have the Master Chief collection now that it's been remastered for Xbox and PC. So oh, yeah. you can play that. They also updated the cutscenes that were in it as well as twos. Um, I've got a soft spot in my heart for Halo Reach. That's the one that to this day, I still get the warm fuzzies about that one. So um, have we shared on this podcast? I, I have an inkling that maybe we did, but do we ever share what we did for Andrew's bachelor party? <laughs> How we totally did like retro in 64 game night. And I, it was Brett, amazing. I know if we did Brett and I, so we, we were surprising Andrew for his bachelor party. And so we, he wanted to do in 64 night. So we were totally there. We got t-shirts the whole nine yards, but Brett and I, we bought like star Fox golden eye, like all of these classics and the game that stole the evening. I mean, I'm talking easily took up 50% of the entire playtime of the night. And we're all in our twenties. Okay. We're grown men. We played Mario golf. Like it was the Olympics, man. I mean, we were on our feet shouting. We played that all night. Yeah. And, and Mario Tennis, too. Yeah, I mean, Mario, Mario Tennis, Tennis Mario Tennis, and Mario Golf. And it, it, we just were putting in a bunch of different stuff. And just for whatever reason, <laughs> That's what those took. were the games that clicked. So we no, never just kept going. They were the games that clicked with you. It was your bachelor party. This and you wanted, so you wanted to play I, Mario Golf. So what I'm hearing and what I'm now revealed to me is that you had no fun at my bachelor party. Is that? Oh, I had a blast. Had a okay. blast. Are you, Are you kidding, kidding me? me? We, we had Chinese takeout. Yes. We had all kinds of nice, sweet, fizzy drinks. I think we, we I think we had a bunch of stuff from the like 90s snacks, like fruit gushers. Oh, and we got, we got the yeah. Kool-Aid yeah. squeezers, yep. gushers, gummy bears. Oh, we went. In retrospect, this sounds so lame. For- <laughs> <laughs> it's too hey guys. late, Andrew. We're in a podcast called Dagum Nerd. What did you expect us to do? Hey guys, you only want to get together and uh, gummy bears? <laughs> You know, did I ever tell you what I did for Aaron's bachelor party? He's not on here, so I can I can uh, bring this out. Oh, Actually, tell. you know what? I will save it for the after show. Okay. I'll save so, it for the right. after show. Sounds like a plan. If you want to see our after show, by the way, become a patron and you get all kinds of cool content. Just FYI. All right. Continuing on. And you will live happily ever after show. Yes, you will. 
Um, that was so dumb. Speaking, yes, it was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, of, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to remove a pun for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Take one off of there. Um, well, I am a big Nintendo fan, obviously, because our my whole bachelor party was sad and pathetic. <laughs> really? And, uh, yeah, I know. Um, but the, the, the Nintendo Switch uh, announced their OLED model that's coming out for a long time. People were like it was rumored that there was a Nintendo Switch Pro that was coming out for a long time. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Zach. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the general consensus online to this thing is like beyond tepid. No, it, it's like the, the Monty Python entourage. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So <laughs> for those who are not familiar uh, with what the difference is, uh, the new Nintendo switch, the OLED model is it's the exact same thing with the exception of it has a bigger, better screen that is an OLED screen. So you get like better colors and it's brighter and a couple of quality life uh, tweaks to it. There's wow, like that 1080p is never going to look better. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's going to look so good. Um, it, it has a few quality of life things with it. Uh, a new dock that chain, you know, uh, that actually has like an Ethernet port built straight into it, um, which is handy. Um, but a couple Man, of that's why I bought a switch is for I that know. dock. I know <laughs> for all for all the online games that you can play with switch. And boy, anyway, um, don't make me go there anyway. Um, so I just I found it so interesting. Like there's this new model that's coming out. They bumped it up 50 bucks. So they're offering it for three forty nine. Uh, for this thing and i'm i'm i wanted to get excited about percent like maybe entertaining the possibility of upgrading my switch at some point in time you know save my little bit of fun money up or whatever and potentially you know and now i'm kind of like uh, what everybody thought was going to be something that was like this big pro model that had 4k and you know a little bit better performance anything it's just like no it's just this feels got like a better a, screen this feels like a bait and switch <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there see zach took the momentum and stabbed it with a knife <laughs> well i mean it, this is how he stabbed it with a switchblade hey joining in thank you brett i appreciate that mine are just weird though it's like eating a stale piece of bread it's like yes you got the nutrients that was as stale as all get out. <laughs> Sometimes you no, bre no, Brett. That was like eating a stale, like heel piece of bread. That's oh, how yeah. weird it was. Yeah. Um, you know, but Nintendo's done this before. I mean, I remember when the Wii U came out, and I thought, mm. oh, it's an attachment to the Wii. To the and Wii, then yeah. they're like, no, it's our new console. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wait. Okay. What? Why? Oh. Oh. Okay. That's it cool. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, whatever you think Nintendo is going to do, it always ends up they're going to do the exact opposite of it and go off in a direction that you just never anticipated. Like there's everybody calling this thing. I'm like, everybody thought people were going to get like a performance bump on the switch with this, you know, bump hmm. up the resolution, bump up, you know, frame rates in certain games. Um, everybody thought about that, but. Nope, I, we're just getting a better screen out of this and a better kickstand. I feel like Nintendo has this cadence of platinum gold derp. Platinum <laughs> gold derp. Because, like, <laughs> you, you look at, like, N64, platinum, GameCube. Okay. It's it's still gold. Some of the best games on it. What, what? Game Boy SP. <laughs> There's two screens. Yeah. No, it's a DS. Why? The DS. 
No, I'm talking about the SP, the one that was like the little square. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The little square one. Yeah, I remember yeah, that now. Again, it's platinum gold derp. Platinum mm-hmm. gold derp. And then they did the DS and then the and then the Wii, the Wii U, which would be the derp. And so I think the Switch was another platinum. I think the Switch Lite would be their gold. This is their derp. And so maybe the Switch <laughs> Pro will be well, bringing back to the platinum. You know, if your maybe. Switch is broken or you haven't gotten one yet um, and, you know, Christmas time's coming up, like I could totally see some people jumping on board with something along this line. And also yeah, but, I could. But what I, content is coming out? Like until I, Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. I mean, what's their like flagship game offering. I could see this actually being a little bit more clear, even with the name, just to saying OLED model. While that is like the dumbest name, I think for a <laughs> Nintendo switch console, the Nintendo switch OLED model, like what? Um, more like misled. No, I, but I think that a lot of people who don't follow Nintendo very much, like, a, you know, a mom or grandparents, grandparent going into a, a store and saying, Hey, will this, play my son's switch games already i could see where in some situations where like just you have some clarity that's involved with that but overall i think this is a misstep for nintendo well let's let him play the marios yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so i i wish nintendo would have put a little bit of performance upgrade on the inside but instead we get a better screen hooray i I think it's because they've been pouring a lot of their r&d into the mobile platforms yeah. Um, and so I think this is the result on their hardware side of things. Unfortunately, well, the Nintendo switch is on its way to being one of, if not the best selling video game console of all time. So well-deserved. Well yeah. I mean, it, it, it hit the market at the right time in a world that is constantly on the move. I mean, I, just, I agree with you. Bravo. So, all right, Zach, what about you? What's your next topic you want to all bring? Right. We need to be talking about the bad batch. Okay, because I <laughs> uh, I have I have officially Han Solo and Carbonite frozen on my opinion of the Bad Batch mm-hmm. because it Ooh. has become the cameo batch. It, seriously, how? it has become no. what so, other character from the Filoni verse can we inject a side story for? And okay, advance so the Bad Batch story zero. Before you go forward anymore, just realize, everyone, I have not seen any of the Bad Batch series that has come out. Well, Do good, you, so- good, Brett. You can watch episodes one, two, eight. And you will have caught all the content you need to understand what's going <laughs> and on. Probably the season finale. Like I, I probably no, wow. no joke. Like this last episode, I think it's like nine. I think at this point that's come out. Um, no, it's 10. It's, we're in the we're double in episode digits 10. now. Yeah. Um, it, it, literally in this one, the show is called the bad batch and they focus on an earlier. The, the bad patch is apparently so bland that they spend three quarters of the episode focusing on a whole other set of characters. Not wow. only that, it leaves on a cliffhanger on a non bad batch character, meaning yep. that there's going to be a two episode arc, not even dedicated to the bad batch. Damn. So I realized I was like, Oh, this really is just your vehicle to advance further clone wars, yep. wrap ups, and then kind of give some unasked for, by the way, rebels pre stories. Yeah. And I, I'm okay huh. with like, I have enjoyed seeing the rise of the empire from the, the change from the galactic Republic to seeing the empire. But that, I feel like that needed to be the focus of this and it's not necessarily been, I was worried going into this that like, I, I didn't see 
any of the Bad Batch characters being mainline characters that could carry a whole show. No, that was one of my worries. We had this in our expectations episode, and that was that in the Bad Batch, I want to care about the Bad Batch. Remember that. Mm -hmm. Make them deeper. Draw them out so they're not just caricatures of themselves. And maybe mm -hmm. with the exception of a little bit of Hunter caring for Omega... There's been Zippo they're, character. They're all completely one note. You've got the I mean, smart. Listen to the, the last episode. I literally couldn't remember Crosshair's name. I was like, um, uh, sniper, sniper guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the totality well, of his character development. And you have to remember that this show is truly meant for kids. And so they're not going to spend but, but not, hours and but hours. But it's not though. It's not. I it's agree. meant. Uh, it's look, meant for a more mature audience. I like, agree. Th- this is not Dinosaur Ranch, Brett. Like this is not. Oh, like. Anyone well, over the age of four well, is going to gouge their eyes style. out. But it's it's, it's meant for kids. What you, what you have to take into it's account. It's even better than Clone Wars season seven. Like what it's you good. have to take into account, though, is that if this really is a continuation of the Clone Wars, you are literally offering this for people who grew up watching the Clone Wars cartoon, which means that that is primarily your audience, which is an older one. I which mean, is this a, is something. This is something that the Harry Potter books and movies I felt did really well is they grew with their audience. Hmm. Now, while the style I felt has progressed, and I mean, I, I think the the art style and there's individual shots in Bad Batch mm-hmm. are like, whoa, this is gorgeous animation. Yep. The story is hurting. And I think this is this is case and point why I don't think that Filoni left to his own devices yep. is good for Star Wars. Mm. I agree. Mandalorian was as good as it was because you had the balance of John Favreau, Favreau and yep. Filoni. Because Filoni left to his own devices seems to just get enamored with his own characters and his yep. own stories. Yep. And so I, I think in order for the he, Star Wars universe to advance, if they're going to do a Bad Batch season two, which at this point I hope they don't, Someone yeah, else needs to co-helm or someone else needs to take these characters away from Filoni. I agree. And he's got a bad habit as of late that, yeah, he grew the Star Wars lore and the characters. He grew it so much, but it's like he got to a point and now it's starting to collapse in on itself because all he's doing is pulling characters from that scale and scope. And the Star Wars universe feels like it's getting smaller because yeah. of this show. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm. when when they went to and I'm blanking the name on the planet and they met the Trandosian mafia boss that they're working for, like she's a great new character. Yeah, I love Mantel. her. Yeah. Love her. New great new Sid. character. Mm-hmm. Sid. Um, but then they're I'm like, OK, it just so happens that every single job you go out on, you run into a cameo of someone from Clone Wars uh, or not from Rebels. Every, uh, every job. Every, it's not, it's and, not and like it we're, feels like and it's fetch quests. Like yeah. I, I told Meredith and I was like, okay, I know you won't understand context, but just hear me out. I need to nerd vent. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm watching the Bad Batch video game. And it's like, we need you to go collect some power converters. And then you, and then you go find a character that's from a previous game. That gums I mean, up the plan. And yeah, then they have to come up with a new plan. And it's just. And they get back to Ord Mantel and they're the exact same spot. Yep. Yeah. So yep. anyway, I, I have completely cooled on this. Uh, I, I'm almost ambivalent. I'm at, what? Yeah, I'm in, I mean, I went from Mustafar to Hoth. I am full on Hoth. <laughs> I mean, you at know. this point I'm this, I'm so far in that I'm, I'm going to finish it out. The episodes I mean, it's are pretty short, I'm, so, I'm going to finish it, but I, I, I'm like, even if they stick the landing, I'm still going to tell people watch episode one, two, eight, and then the finale. Yep. 
That's all mm. you need to see. Yep. Man. Absolutely. So, anyway, it it is proving to live up to its name at this point. It is it is Ooh. more of the the subpar batch. Which is so sad. Mm-hmm. So right, much well, potential. Well, we are gonna talk uh, a little bit of Black Widow here, considering this is the yeah. first Marvel movie that we've got in like two years at yeah. this point. Um, I know uh Brett, you have not seen Black Widow. I've not at, as of yet. So I'm I've been going, doing dad yeah. stuff, man. How'd you find time to watch it? Uh from your access. Uh, no, Kristen's actually been studying for a test for work uh in the evenings. And ah. so I during that time I just pulled pulled my laptop out, hung out there with her, and sucked my headphones in and watched it. There you go. <laughs> so you were like, this 30 bucks is for me time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> His own date money for himself. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Thanks, honey. So so for a with a non-spoiler question, did you feel like you missed out not seeing it in the theater? Ooh, no, that's a not great at all. Qu- as a matter really? of fact, oh okay. As a matter of fact, I would prefer doing this probably while I have young kids. Like I see myself doing premiere access for the next five years. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not talking about a convenience standpoint because right, I know right, right. nine times out of ten, yeah, yeah, it's it's better to stream it. I'm talking about the movie in and of itself, like take avatar avatar is something where it's like, man, if you actually didn't get to see it in IMAX 3d, you kind of missed out a little bit. Did you feel like for, for this movie, I I do not feel like it was worth the premium of a babysitter. (laughs) That's true. That's Uh, how we have to look at premiums uh, now. (laughs) I, I, I hate to say it, but like the, the movie I thought was, it was better than I expected. It was going to be like, I, I went in going like, okay, I'm expecting mid tier. And I got something that, actually exceeded those expectations a little bit now to so. go back to zach's point let's get away from the financial aspect of this let's say you had like you a, a parent come over and watch the kids while you went off to see this movie would this movie be more f- featured for a big screen or I for mean, at home enjoyment i mean a planetary convergence and celestial bodies would have to move into place in order to get me to go to the theater right now um okay i, I just don't see that being a possibility if you were a kids. single so you're man saying there's a chance <laughs> <laughs> no like i love i love movie theater experiences i think there's something electric I, I, an avengers endgame i have phenomenal memories of just the electric atmosphere mm-hmm. that was in there um but i don't know this movie i was perfectly okay doing it there were some big set piece moments but nothing that i felt like oh my gosh i have to be in the movie theater for this one hmm. all right okay. so another question and feel free to not include this if you feel like it it cannot be answered without okay. spoilers and that is i remember in the expectation episodes one of your big bucket items is that it has to move the needle forward. Like you didn't Mm. want it just to be an origin story and then they close the file. So did it do that? In two small ways. Yes. And that's it. Cool. Hmm. Two, two very small. I say very small ways Um, without uh, one of our predictions comes true and I'm okay. Spoiling this. Um, I I, I really don't think it's going to be coming to surprises. Anyone Florence Pugh is set up to be the new, essentially the new Black Widow of the <gasps> Marvel Universe going. I know it's a shocker. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so, yes, that movie moves the needle forward in setting her up. And she did a phenomenal job in that role. 
Sweet. Um, she is a scene stealer in that one. Uh, David Harbour as Red Guardian was inspired. <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, he was phenomenal and I wanted to see more of him. And one of my gripes of the movie is that we did not see more of him. Oh, um, OK. Uh, if you have seen Black Widow, I'm going to say this as non as non spoilery as possible. Uh, there is a particular individual in this movie that uh, a reveal is around that. I feel I was, like you're playing the game taboo. Yep. I <laughs> was incredibly disappointed with, but not. It is not the most disappointed I have been in Marvel at this point. It did not ruin the movie for me. Okay, so it wasn't a Iron Man 3, the Mandarin being a I, puppet figure. I, I would say it's two steps up from that. Only two? Yes. Man. Eesh. Well, is I, it two spider leg steps up from that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, hold on. Because those before, are little before, itty bitty steps. Yeah. So, uh, another uh, another thing I want to do is see if I should actually try to pay to see this myself. So, yeah, because I'm curious. Because Meredith and I were actually planning on doing a like out of the house date night for this. Are you telling us we should, I think a scale I from one to 10, one to 10, what would you give it? Seven, five, a what? Seven, five, 7.5. Oh, 7.5. Oh, that's solid. That's oh, yeah, solid. Like, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a good one. Okay. okay. Um, oh. I, I just, the CG and set pieces that are in this, I don't think necessitate going to a movie theater to see though on the movie theater front, this did make the most money in a movie theater since rise of Skywalker. I made, oh, it Sorry, made what? 80. Thanks for that, Brett. It made over $80 million in the box office over the weekend. And then it also made $60 million over $60 million in premiere access alone, which that, I found to be incredibly interesting. That's a lot of Holy popcorn. Cow. That's a lot of premiere access. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of $30 that are being played all over the place. Quite now, a revenue I, stream. I think it is worth the, uh, thank you. I think it is worth the $30 to pay for premiere access, especially if you're considering doing this for a date night. Cause it, it legitimately feels like a very good spy action film. Yes. Um, See, that's what I wanted this to be. Like was it, that, that it is a agent. good, it is a good ride. I like, I, again, okay. I enjoyed this movie. Do I think that you have to go to the movie theater to see this? No. Yes. Uh -huh. If right. you want to Fair enough. go for it. Obviously more people went to go see this in the movie theater than they did Disney plus. So. I think it's because they're hungry for it. They miss huh. the days when they can yeah. go back and watch a Marvel movie in the theater with their popcorn and Coke. So is the next Marvel movie, Shang-Chi and the 10 rings? Yes. That is yeah. the next movie. Shang-Chi and the 10 rings. Uh, and then, okay. cool. and then multiverse of madness after that. No, uh, the Eternals in November. Okay. Ooh, okay. So okay. that's a, that's a brand new, both of these are brand new from Marvel. Which all two people were looking forward to because <laughs> I really don't think there's a massive fan base for but, the Eternals. No, no, offense. but here's the thing. Like, look what they did with guardians of the galaxy. No, it's true. True. It was, it's true. Exactly. no, no fan base for mm -hmm. guardians of the galaxy. Going well, up, I've been told different that, that there actually was a, a decent tiny, fan base for them. If you had told me we we're going to bring a basically swearing raccoon who totes <laughs> a gun on top of a talking tree who only says I am Groot. I would have thought you're nuts. Yeah, they they were, and they made they pulled it off. You geniuses at Marvel. So wow. I, at this Somehow. point, at this point, uh, Marvel has done a phenomenal job bringing new properties to the screen, 
And so Shang-Chi and the Eternals, I'm looking forward to purely because it's Marvel and they've earned my trust. There's okay. been some missteps along the way. I don't hold them on some crazy pedestal. They're just doing their job very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. Speaking of doing things very well. Yes. Was it time? It is time. Okay. So this is going to be full of spoilers for everyone who has not gotten a chance to see the finale of Loki season one. And unfortunately due to just dad life. Yep. <laughs> Brett's going to have to sit this one out. Uh, All right, in guys. fact, I barely made it in by the skin of my teeth. You know that it's a good episode when, uh, I was actually coming home from work. My wife was like, the kids are going down for a nap. When are you going to be home? Could we fit it in during the nap? Because <laughs> normally we, we record these episodes and then we have to wait later in the week to watch Loki. But she's like, I really want to see it. Can you get home and we can watch it during nap? <laughs> and so fortunately, this was a shorter episode and we were able to fit it in right before Rowan woke up from nap. So I just yes. got in by the skin of my teeth. But boy, howdy. So Brett, go get coffee. For- or yeah so for all you um people who are listening on the podcast right now as opposed to youtube what i'm going to do is just put my headphones down and i'm going to read a book until i get a text from andrew to say come back on (laughs) so so what what is your book what what is your book of choice tonight what what are we reading tonight on trade leadership by dave ramsey excellent choice yep so everyone you you enjoy that on trade leadership and listeners enjoy listening to Andrew and Zach talk about the finale of the season one of Loki. So again, full disclosure, there will be spoilers. So if you have not watched it yet, take off your headphones, hit the pause button and go watch it. Do yourself a favor. We will include the time code in the show notes so that if you need to just skip this section, you can do it. Check you will not get spoilers. You will not get spoilers from us. We will do our level best. Okay. I can't so, stand it anymore. Okay, so you're still here? Still oh in- my freaking word. I have not been more excited about a sticking the landing of a Marvel show. Oh my gosh, they uh, did it. I, I mean, I thought WandaVision, I was so hyped. I mean, the landing was kind of like, eh, okay, it was still it's a fun a, ride. It wasn't awful. Captain, but yeah, Captain been Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier was like, oh man, guys, this one, everything I was hoping Loki would be it delivered on. Oh my gosh. I mean, up at, I mean, everybody had suspected like Miss Minutes was kind of in on the whole thing from the start. Oh, she was totally a villain. No oh. one is that nice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> With that she southern was, accent. Oh, oh yeah. It's going oh, down. She was totally going, a bless your heart. I hate your guts character. It's going which, down. So, okay. So, you know, they're walking in, they get past Miss Minutes, they turn which, down her offer. Which, by the offer. way, set design. Oh, the art so direction. Good. So good. Oh, I just when I saw when I saw that castle i got chills and it felt boss fight like you you've made your way through all of the sub villains and then you see the castle and there's the light in the top tower i mean i felt truly like legend of zelda ocarina of time going into ganon's castle and you know he's there at the top yeah i mean and then you you see it's got the giant um not turntables, what I'm looking for, hourglasses yeah. at the front, like the gargoyle. I mean, mm-hmm. oh my word, is it quartz with the vein of gold well, everywhere? It, it, yeah, it's like onyx kind of like purple. Oh my like, word. It's, it's beautiful. I love that. I mean, representing that here's all the fissures in the timeline, but yep. they've been forced together. I mean, oh, the art direction. I was in chills even well, before Miss Minute showed okay, up. With- so 
so they walk in past Miss Minutes and there's the the statues that are there, the three timekeepers and then the one timekeeper that had fallen over. And I was like, <gasps> are they going to do it? Are they actually going to do? And then the elevator comes down and I'm sitting here the whole time going, are they going to do it? Is this going to be the character that I think it is? And that door opens and I see a purple sash and I see green clothes and I see Jonathan Majors open that door. And I'm like, they're freaking doing Kang the Conqueror. Oh, my gosh. And talk about an inspired performance. Oh, he's going to be so good. Playing him manic. I mean, Meredith at first was like, is it because so Meredith this? watched yeah. it with me? She was like, I, at first I didn't know what to do. Like, he's playing it like a frat boy. Like, it's just a joke to him. But I was like, no, this think about had, it. He's had no one to talk to. He's <sighs> had, he, well, he's had no competition. Yeah. When you're in control for that long, it is just a game for you. Like, like who, who can fight you? You've, you're bored at this point. Yeah. And, but and, I, I love the fact in this. That this, what we saw was the one who remains. So we, Immortus. So not no, necessarily. No, 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 no. The, there is a Marvel character called the one who remains. He who remains, excuse me. He who remains. It's like Voldemort up in here. He who must not be named. He <laughs> who remains. <laughs> he who remains. He, that is the character that Jonathan Majors played in this one is he who remains. And that's a variant of Kang? Of Kang the Conqueror. The, okay. the character's name is actually Nathaniel Richards. That right, is the, which that, that is, name came up earlier in the show as yeah. like, yeah, he was under a pseudo name, Nathaniel Richards. And yeah, like, Nathaniel ah! Richards was the scientist from the 31st century who opened the basically the door to the multiverse and all of his different stuff and goes under the name Kang the Conqueror most commonly. Um, their presentation on taking all of the craziness that is Kang the Conqueror from the comics, who has l- one of the most convoluted it it is a mess. I mean, it's definition of multiverse of madness. It, yeah, it is. It is an absolute mess to try to understand Kang the Conqueror. Like, jump in halfway through their <laughs> okay. pres their presentation on like, his little thing on the table where he pops up the little thing off his watch, and you watch that whole presentation, and you see all the different Nathaniel Richards, Kang the Conqueror, Mortis, whatever you want to call it. All of that. It was perfect. Yeah, was it exposition? Up. Sure. But it summarized what was pure chaos in comics beautifully. I agree. And what I absolutely love about where this show is going, especially with Jonathan Majors, who just showed he can act the pants off right next to anybody else. It was else. terrifying because he was so unpredictable. I was having I, that kind of laissez faire. I didn't know what he was going to do no. next. It was terrifying in the best way. And it reminded me, I was like, afterwards, I was like, this is Moriarty. This is the uh, Marvel equivalent of Moriarty. To uh, where, like, this guy is crazy, but you can tell he's incredibly smart and still somehow in control of the situation. I mean, even to the point, I I, I got the nerd chills, man. I got oh, the nerd yeah. chills when his dying line was, see you soon. See you soon. It's like, oh, dang. And that's what I'm so excited about. <laughs> this this is what I'm so excited about, <clears throat> is that Jonathan Majors just showed he has the acting chops to do whatever. And he's going to need to, because if we are fully committing to the multiverse, we are going to be seeing like every incarnation of Kang the Conqueror. Now, I mean, it's exactly it's exactly the impossible choice that he gave them. I mean, I've been thinking about this. But but, but, but before we go that direction, what I'm what I'm excited about is that Jonathan Majors will be playing Kang the the Conqueror. 
he will be playing probably Immortus at some point. He will the, in the comics. He ruled Egypt at one point. You'll probably end up seeing that uh, pyramids uh, game. You're probably <laughs> you're probably at some point going to see Nathaniel Richards, the scientist. Like you are going to see different characters from all across the multiverse. And based off the performance that I just saw from Jonathan Majors, I 100 percent believe he can pull it off. Oh, I'm there. For, I mean, I, I was so impressed at how he was able to pull off that the dude personality but then when he needed to the menace just came through so good and i i've been thinking about this the rest of the day and it was a mythic level proportions the choice that he put before them Mm -hmm. i mean i felt like i was reading some sort of ancient greek mythology kind of thing where you've battled through you come to the sphinx and then he gives you two impossible choices either become the very thing that you have just fought to destroy or unleash an even worse evil into the universe. Because I mean, uh, I, do you basically like you want to be short sighted, but you know, uh, get your goals, essentially the reason why you came here, or do you want to play the long game? And I was, I was so brilliant. And the whole time, like I, 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 I you didn't know you genuinely didn't know what route they were going to take because it was also genuinely a possibility that Sylvie and Loki or one of the two takes him up on the offer. Yeah. Or betrays the other. Yeah. That's where Marvel's going to go with that route that you, that's totally a possibility or what Marvel did. And I'm so bloomy excited because of the storytelling opportunities that are coming up because of it with Sylvie killing he who remains and watching the time stream just branch off into a billion different pieces. It just, it sets up so perfectly where Marvel's going to be going. And by all the multiverse stuff that we have been hearing rumors about from Spider-Man to Dr. Strange, you just the know rumors are true. It, they set it up perfectly for all of that without, without it feeling ham fisted. Like it came down from a studio executive. Like, now, interestingly though, I will be curious how they explain what happens to the only movie going audiences, mm. because I feel like, and we kind of talked about this when Disney came out with all of these shows at the end of last year was, huh? I really don't want to have to watch a TV show to understand what's going on in the movies. Yeah. But I don't know. Unless don't you know. have a, if, unless you have another miss minutes, kind of, you know, five minutes of exposition recap of what happened. I mean, and maybe they'll do this in well, the the Ant Man. What is it called? Uh, uh, Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. Um, maybe. Yeah, I think that I think they're probably going to have to do that. It's kind of a recap type. I think it's possible that even with just the multiverse concept that's just naturally seeming to come to Marvel, it's very possible that this comes in a very organic way, and that Loki just provides one heck of a backstory to it all. Um, I. I think that that is genuinely a possibility, but I also, this is the first Marvel show that I've been able to kind of recap the last shows for Kristen, mm-hmm. um, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They're just not particularly her jam, but she yeah. enjoys watching the MCU with me. Um, but this is the first one where I'm like, honey, you may, you may you need, need to, watch, to this. watch this one. This is worth the ride. You, yeah, you may need to. So we're, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I, they absolutely stuck the landing. Well, um, and talk about, I did not see the twist coming at the end oh, where no. he's going back to Mobius and the judge and it's like, guys, we're at, wait, what division are you from? Who are, and then when it turns around that and you see that it, it's King the Conqueror, I was like, <laughs> they are doing it. It's 
Tag the Conqueror, who is actually like, uh, uh, it's now, so now Meredith, perfect. Meredith brought up a question that I didn't quite know how to answer. Okay. So obviously, this is a variant branch of the TVA. Yes. But the TVA up to this point had been like outside of the realm of time or they had been preserving everything. So now are there multiple forms of the TVA or is this now the TVA that is still somehow outside of all of the timelines watching all the timelines? And I know how to answer that because, you know, they're looking at that screen and, you know, Mobius, this alternate form of Mobius asked the question like, so, so does he want us to just let it? keep going like he doesn't want us mm -hmm. to do anything so i was trying to figure out so is this still the one and only tva except now all of their reality has been reset because now okay. king's running the show or is this one of multiple tvas so uh, i didn't know I how mean, to answer that at this point it feels like it would be one of multiple tvas because you know, Kang is going to be in oh, at the same time though. It could very well be that it's just the, what he who remains said, which is basically like, I'm I, basically, if you kill me, I'm eventually going to sit in this chair again in a different form. Yeah. So it's very possible that it's turned out. It's turned well, out that because way. part of me, I was like, Oh, that meant the Mobius that had all this character development I know. is it's gone. Not anymore. It's but, not but the judge in the original timeline walks through that door and says, mm -hmm. I'm going to go search for free will. Right. Which, which means she wants to be the one on top. Well, she not only wants to be the one on top, but Ravona Renslayer, um, also known as, I believe in the comics is Terminatrix is her name. Um, hmm. She is a love interest for Kang. Interesting. Okay. So it's very possible that they're going to play that Kang and her are going to have a connection of some kind. I don't know. Marvel usually plays it. it when they're playing with something this big, they'll usually play with it a little bit more loosely. So okay. I, I felt judge Renslayer in this one was probably the weakest link. I just, it, for whatever reason, just, it didn't click with me quite as much like what she was feeling and what she was doing. I, I never got the dynamic between her and Mobius. Like it, yeah. like at the very least, it was like a coworker relationship. I never got lifelong like, friends relationship yeah, or, you know, super tight, you know, whatever. So I, that's, that was my one qualm with the show. Um, it's just their handling of her for what, it, but like they stuck the landing on this massively weird and wacky show. And I'm yeah. just blown away, you know, within, you know, half a day of me watching this and oh my gosh, it's just, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it the only review that it really needs. Wow. <laughs> 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 That's for you, Owen Wilson. It, it, get, totally. it gets one enthusiastic Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, I am sending the text message to Brett at the moment to uh, come on back into into the discussion here. But I mean, seriously, I'm looking forward to seeing what the MCU does going forward. I think Loki is brilliantly set up the direction that they're going to be going. And buddy, I'm there. I mean, given. Hey, Loki, guys, I'm back. Hey, good to see ya. How's how's old Ramsey doing? <laughs> doing great. You looked, you looked about, very regal. Talking about written goals. Hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Well, as always, we want to hear <laughs> what you think about our discussion. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to add to it? Is there something that you'd like for us to bring up on our next uh, roundtable that we're doing? Like, we just basically want to know what you guys are thinking. Um, you can either drop us a comment on YouTube or you can go to dagumnerds.com and hit the contact button 
and send that our way. And we'd love to see what you guys are thinking. So, yep. All right. And we'll get around to it. Oh my gosh. Shut up. Well, let's <laughs> wrap things up with our closing thoughts and bun count. We'll circle back. Oh my. All right. Well, any closing thoughts before we go? Uh, I really need to see Loki. Yes, the last you do. Episode. Yeah. Apparently, what, what are you I do. doing here? I'm, well, I'm, I'm planning on doing it tomorrow night, date night with my wife. It's happening. Okay. Cool. Sweet. And then I look forward to seeing all of the like <laughs> text messages afterwards. Oh, it's going to happen. You, I don't care if you watch it at like 11 o'clock at night. Blow up my phone. I want to see the memes. Send awesome. on the memes. Okay. It is meme worthy. Nice. No, but I've, I always enjoy roundtable discussions. Uh, yeah. It's it's always it's a nice little change of pace where you can just kind of talk a little bit about a lot. You know, the stuff that doesn't quite make like the whole episode. It is these like are, a potluck. These are yeah. the back porch conversations after you've finished with a nice big meal. And I mean, these these episodes are really more reflective of just us hanging out when we get yeah, there. Yeah, no joke. You know, and we really should just call these hangout episodes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. Brett, you want to help close us out? Oh, man, guys, if you are able to follow and subscribe us, that's going to be able to get us to do more things, Uh, especially if you like and leave us a comment that brings us more engagement, more listeners. So please follow and subscribe us. You don't want to miss what we've got for you. And check out our website at dagumnerds.com. We've yes. got a merch store. Got to get yeah, you yeah. that swag. We have a way where you can contact us slash contact. Leave those questions. We also have a link to our patron program. It is tons of fun. We uh, Just ask one of our true believers. They will tell you how much fun they have. You can guest on the show. You can even do a ride along, which is where you can listen to the show. See how the sausage is made. Find out all the other bajillion puns that I make that Andrew bleeps out or doesn't include. Um, <laughs> and other just, perks. But just, you know, a lot of other fun perks. Do it. Do it. Do it. And before we go, we've actually got a fun announcement for you guys. We got one that's super special. Starting today, like as of this episode releasing. Monday, we are Monday, opening Monday. up a Dadgum Nerds Discord server. Yeah. Opening it up to the public. We've been testing that for the last few weeks and it is worth Brett, you okay? Okay. <laughs> I love how his audio game just uh, yeah. <laughs> You just were sitting uh, on Zoom. You look like you're just... <laughs> on Zoom, you looked like a baby bird waiting for the worm. <laughs> but nice. seriously, if you're not familiar with Discord, it's kind of like Slack uh, for communication, but it's designed more for hobbies and communities, especially like nerds and gamers. It's fun and casual. Um, it's cash. Yes. Uh, but we made it so that you all, you in particular, could hang out with us throughout the week and share your nerd life and dad life or slash parent life with us. Um, you can either search for dadgum nerds on discord or you can go to dadgumnerds.com and we made it easy because there is now a new discord button that's there that'll take you straight to our discord server. We and love to hang hey, out with you guys. Just look for the app that looks like Mickey Mouse's butt. It really does look like <laughs> Mickey Mouse pants. I don't know why, but be sure to check out the dadgum nerds discord server. We'd love to see you there. Zach, I'm scared to ask. What's the pun count? It was a baller night. We had 17 Are puns. You, man, I knew, wow. I, was, I knew I was feeling bad. How many yep. did you have when you were talking about Loki for crying out loud? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I try to keep things low key. So. I, you, 18. I, I, I call flag. You used that one last week. So, well, that's all we got for you today. Again, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you later. Daggum nerds.
game over. <laughs>